What's up, everybody? Welcome to the UI Buzz podcast. It's a game talking session in this one, and everybody's talking about it, and I'm going to do it too because I'm excited. So, yes, I am going to be talking about Starfield and sort of my thoughts on it here. Now, it doesn't come out until September, but we are definitely in the ramp up hype season. But I want to talk about it not because, you know, I, I, of course it's never going to be as good as the hype, right? Nothing ever is. But there are some notable things in this that has me excited as a long-time game player. So I hope you're going to bear with me on this one. We're going to go through them. Um, I decided not to do a video version of this because all I'd be showing are the same video clips that everybody else is and you've seen them by now. So I'm just going to talk about this. Now, first of all, I love this kind of game, right? This game to me, I want it to be basically a combination of my favorite games of, I guess, all time, because I'm going to start with Elite, which goes back, you know, you will all remember this way back to the Spectrum days, right? Um, and even up till today, you know, Elite Dangerous and that, it's still out there. But I really want this to have the feeling of kind of a mix of some of my favorite games, right? So we're talking Elite, we're talking Destiny, not not Destiny 2, no. <laughs> uh, Destiny 1, I played Destiny 1 every day since the day it came out. Massive uh, amount of fun for me, so much to do. Uh, shout out to all of my original crew and clan when we used to run everything nearly every day. Uh, so, you know, I want that to be in there. Uh, no Man's Sky is an obvious one, right? Um, I, I have the edition that I can run on Steam, so I run it on my PC and on my Mac. And by the way, it looks absolutely gorgeous on my M1 Mac. Just want to say that. But these are the games that I want it to have a mix of. And it certainly feels like it. We're going to dive into them a little bit here. and I'm going to talk about it. So obviously Elite is kind of a space trading, you know, one of the original open world do what you want kind of games. Um, you know, and even before, back in the early edition, the very original version of Elite, where the graphics were just line graphics, it didn't matter because it had enough immersive single-player gameplay that you just got sucked into the universe, right? And that's kind of what I like about these games, um, especially with, you know, Elite. You, you get in, sucked into doing what you want, when you want, where you want. And if you want to go shooting up ships, go do that. If you just want to do a trading thing and a mining thing, go do that, right? That's what attracted me to Elite, not only because it was the kind of the first of its kind, but, you know, you had those options to go do what you wanted. So definitely looks like we have lots of that in there. Now, moving on to sort of the the Destiny part, um... You know, obviously there is, this is a single player game. Let's start there, right? There's no multiplayer in here. I'm actually completely cool with that because one of the things, I, I love multiplayer games, but what I don't love about multiplayer games is it seems like a lot of the studios, and yeah, I'm going to pick on Destiny 2 here, um, they focus on the PvP aspect, and I'm not interested in that, right? I like to do it occasionally, but I'm really not that interested. You, you really can i don't think you can't get into immersed in a game in a world uh, multiple worlds uh, you know universe whatever you want to call it when all you're really doing is just playing against other players and you know who who can shoot everybody the quickest 
I mean, that's fine if that's what you want, but I really don't want that in this game, right? So the fact that I can have this first person kind of perspective or, you know, sort of third person perspective and get into the game from a PVE standpoint. And if I one day, if I want to, you know, go shoot up the universe, I go do that. It looks like there's some kind of trading in there. So if I want to go do that, I can do that. I can build things, right? So, you know, just like in Destiny where you, you get your equipment, um, although I hope it's not as so much of a random drop as it is in Destiny, because that's kind of that grind can get annoying, but at least you can get something and work it and, and style it to be the way you want it to be. So I kind of want to see those aspects in there. And certainly, you know, tip of the hat here with things like the character backgrounds, and we'll talk about those, but... You know, those kind of things where you, you may not necessarily have classes in this game, but you certainly can class your character by the background choices. So something sort of tip of the hat to Destiny here. Now, of course, the most obvious one is No Man's Sky, right? Um, it, it obviously has taken a lot of the cool stuff about No Man's Sky. And I, I you know, I don't think anyone would deny that, right? But that's okay too. Um, I would still be playing No Man's Sky. There is something about that game that just pulls you in. And I think for me, what it was, was once you start realizing, wait, I can manipulate the terrain around me and build bases. And, and again, build out a base and, and follow some storylines or not, depending on what I want to do. And then the trading aspect. And then, of course, there's the space you know, you can fly around in a spaceship, go to different universes. Uh, if you want to shoot things up or mine asteroids, you can do all of these things. And obviously there's a tip of the hat there to No Man's Sky. And I think that's okay. I, I think, you know, nothing against No Man's Sky, but I I just feel like Bethesda may do it better. Um, just because I've always seemed to be drawn to liking Bethesda games. And certainly for me, they... they play and they work in the way that that i like to do my open world gaming so so there's that right so you know that's sort of the background of other games that are coming in here but the interesting part i think is too is going to be about the storyline because if you've watched the videos the first thing that comes up is you have to you know we're going back to our own solar system to figure out uh you know what happened on earth what what went down there so there's a big mystery there as to well, what does all that mean, right? But it also means you're on, you, before you reach out into the universe, you're in familiar territory. So we know that there's going to be this cool, you know, generation of planets and, and everything else. But at least we're starting on the home ground. And I, I got to believe, I think that probably a lot of the home system, Earth, Mars, Moon, so on, um... I don't know how much of that is handcrafted, but we do know that there are hand... They specifically said that on a lot of these planets of significance, there's a lot of handcrafted elements, which I think is going to make it interesting because you kind of need those for the storyline, right? Um, I would imagine it's almost crazy impossible to make a storyline based around generative planets because you've got to guarantee at some point that the elements you need for the story are there. So I think that mix is going to be really interesting. Uh, along with that, 
you know, you only have to watch the videos to see the the spaceship customization to get excited about that. And I, what I mean by that is, I think every element of creating your character, creating your your space, right, your ship or multiple ships, uh, as seems to be the case, going to be a lot of fun there. You can spend hours just doing that, and so. That again is, I think, what adds to the immersion, right? My my spaceship is not going to look like everybody else's, and that's cool, right? The fact that again it's not, you know, multiplayer, and I don't get to see them, I don't care. I can, I, I am certain I'm going to see them in videos, streams, screenshots, everything else. The fact that you can customize it is going to be very interesting and very exciting. But let's talk about the characters for a minute. So. Basically, as you're creating the character, as far as we can tell at this time, right? Backgrounds matter. The backgrounds you build and select are going to affect the storyline and affect you as a player and the things you get to do in the game. So, you know, let's go through a few of these. I'm not going to go into detail. I just want to give you some examples and then I'll talk about it. So there's things like Beast Hunter, uh, Bouncer, Chef, Cyber Runner, Explorer, Gangster, a long hauler and a pilgrim, right? To name a few. And you get to customize those. So that's going to be interesting because what they're saying is how you choose to customize those and which ones you choose will affect, for example, some of the missions that the characters or quests, whatever you want to call them, that, that you're going to be given by, you know, the, the, the PVEs, um, you know, the non-playable right the npcs in this game um you know those will be affected directly by your choices that's fascinating to me right you've seen this in many other games and i always think it's a good idea because again it's like okay well if i'm a character that likes to go running into the room and shooting things up i'm gonna get quests to do that right follow that aspect um, if I'm, uh, and I'm just guessing on some of the others here, but you know, like a long hauler sounds more like a trading kind of style, doesn't it? Right? You're going to be given a bunch of cargo to take somewhere, a very different style of gameplay, and you'll get more of those. So I think this is going to be a very smart system. I'm hoping they've spent as much time as they appear to have spent on this. And like I said, we could be spending hours if we wanted just building our character, but I think. What will probably happen, you see a lot of folks, especially me, you know, in, in other games, um, like if it's a game with a class system, like Destiny, where you have the three classes, or World of Warcraft, where you have a whole bunch of them, um, I try them all, I build them all out to find the one that's like, okay, this, this, this is what I want, right? So that adds longevity and interaction again into the game is, okay, I might start a character, make some choices that sound awesome, and ends up being really crap. Okay, I'll start again, right? And I think you'll see a lot of that. You know, of course, inevitably, you'll see builds appear on the web, right? Oh, here's the best whatever cyber runner build, you know, things like that. But it's all going to be very interesting. And I think, again, that adds the fact that it's not multiplayer. It doesn't matter. You get to, you get to build these characters out the way you want it to be. So I think that's going to be interesting. Now... On the planet side, they do say that, you know, some of the planet generation has desolation areas, right? Areas with nothing going on, and that's by design. It's not a flaw in the system. Interesting that they would bring that up, but it also makes a lot of sense, right? Because 
Maybe you can investigate an entire planet, but it doesn't feel like it because it seems to indicate that when you're, you know, unlike No Man's Sky, where you can fly to any part of the planet, right, and then land and do your thing, get whatever you need, just hang out, and then, you know, fly to another part of the planet um, anywhere you choose, it doesn't feel like that's what they're going for here. Based on what we've seen and conversations, um, you know, especially from Todd and things like that, it seems that the idea here is there are there are defined points that you will land. You know, you'll, you'll get these cut sequences and your ship will land and you've got some area around there, but it's not like you could land your ship and run around the entire planet if you wanted to. Okay, you know, I mean, I that probably helped them avoid some scenarios, right? Like a classic one, for example, I've done this on No Man's Sky. I'm sure other people have. I end up so far away from my ship and then I discover that my ship doesn't have enough fuel to come to me and I don't have enough uh, life support to get back to it, right? And whilst that's cool and funny and uh, sometimes frustrating too, but, you know, there's that aspect to that and maybe that helps them get around some of those problems right some situation where i get stuck where it's like well i'm screwed i can't i can't get back to my ship i don't know where my ship is i haven't got enough life support to get to it or whatever um that certainly helps reduce those kind of problems and i think that's going to be interesting i I, you know you could say it sounds like a negative but well not really we don't know how big these areas are, but I'm willing to bet they're pretty sizable, right? And it also probably won't matter in the early game when you will probably have to follow certain aspects of the storylines, I'm guessing, to get certain things that you need, right? Or to set you up or to kind of that onboarding system. So I don't know. I, th- I think that it's okay. I think it's going to work out fine. So... I just wanted to share those points. I'm super pumped about this, and and I've I've already pre-ordered, going for the huge pack, right? Because I just my gut says I'm gonna like this, and and I'm gonna play it a lot. And of course, I will be streaming it, um, assuming that you can do that without issues. Uh, I will be streaming it when it comes out, and you can certainly be following me along on those. But I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. I wanted to do this episode because. You know, I am a huge gamer as well, and I, I really wanted to talk about this, but I didn't want to create a whole separate podcast and everything else for it. Um, it's going to be interesting, and I, and I will definitely be talking about this more in the future, because like I say, gaming is a thing for me. Obviously, as anyone that listens to this podcast knows that I make games as well, and I make games because of how much I love playing games, and I think this is going to be the big one for me this year. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. You can reach out to me on Twitter at UIBuzz. Uh, if this has been interesting to you, you know, follow the podcast. Hey, I'd love reviews as well. I'm going to be talking more about this game, uh, but it won't be every week. So don't worry, we're, we're not breaking format here. It's just that this is going to be probably my game for a while. I'm still playing others too, but uh, like Satisfactory, just played Patch 8 and unlocked everything. Um, But this is going to be one for me and, uh, you know, I'll be talking about it just as much as app design and game design and everything else. So 
uh, this has been helpful, let me know. Like I say, reach out, or you can go to peterwinham.com. There's a contact form there. That's it, folks. I will speak to you in the next one.